never be afraid of failing. And if you do what you love, chances are you probably won't fail. Guys, I am super excited to have Orly Marone on the Passion Beyond the Art show. Just an amazing artist, amazing lettering artist. Like, she don't know, but I've been following her for a long, long time. Before she even <laughs> really started putting out stuff. But we're going to get into that. Orly, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. Um, so let's jump right into it. How did your creative journey start? All right. So yeah, let's go back from the very beginning. Um, so like most creative people, I suppose, I studied design at university, um, hoping to obviously graduate and get a creative job being a graphic designer um, and do all of the creating things that you think you can do as a graphic designer. Um, so I am originally from New Caledonia. So maybe I should say that because people probably can hear my accent and they're like, where is she from? So I was born in New Caledonia and I moved to Australia um, back in 2012. Um, that's when I started studying in order to um, become a graphic designer. After I graduated, got a job into a creative um, design agency where I worked for about a year and a half. After that, I kind of decided this is not for me working nine to five. I need something a bit more creative so I can do the things I like. Um, so I went freelance, um, which was very tough at the very beginning obviously but I've never been like too scared of like just trying it out and just going for it because I was always like if it that that doesn't work I can always go back and work in an agency again so I did that and after a while I kind of yeah got a few jobs find a few clients and started getting a bit more well-known for my graphic design job and yeah just doing basic graphic design which was okay at the start but after a couple of years I got really really tired of just doing graphic design work it just started to become very very daunting and I wasn't feeling creative so uh, my goal at the start was to have a creative career and creative job and being graphic designer it's not really creative because you get to do the work for clients. They decide what they want. They want changes. Even if you don't like, to, like it, you have to do it. And after a while, I started just doing jobs that I didn't like mm. because I kind of needed the money as right. well. So just doing all the client work without enjoying it, but just for the money. And I was never saying no to work because I was like, 
I need the money. Even if it's like a small job, I'm just gonna do it so I have a bit of money, which was a terrible mistake. <laughs> Something that I kind of want to talk about um, later on, but um, I just didn't want to do that anymore. I wasn't feeling creative. I was just working really, really, really hard to make not so much money mm. and not doing the creative job that I was hoping to do until COVID-19 happened. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, pretty much everything has changed since um, yeah the beginning of this year, 2020, um, because all of a sudden I didn't have any client work and I was left with no work. Mm. What was I going to do? That's when I thought, why not do the creative work that I've always wanted to do? Why not like focus on typography, which was my original first love when I was at uni? That's what I learned. That's what I loved. Started doing it. But obviously, doing graphic design work kind of left that on the side because I was always busy with client work. And it was never really typography related. So decided to do just that this year and really start my real creative career <laughs> the real one okay um so before you go any further right i remember this was years ago probably four or five years ago mm-hmm. you were doing like some you did like some chalk um artwork yeah that's how long ago i've been paying attention and then but you weren't doing it as often or sharing as often as you were now so with you telling the story kind of explains like everything because <laughs> i was like i was thinking about my i was like she is so good like why have i not seen some more of her work and then boom this year it's just like <laughs> the floodgates have been open so it makes <laughs> sense you were just basically grinding just trying to make a living and you just didn't exactly. have the time to really do all of that that fun stuff. Interesting. So, yeah, it all started when I was studying at uni because we had this typography assignment where we had to draw a chalkboard and illustrate a typography quote. And I did that, posted it online, and it went viral. So at the time, I think it was like 2012. So there wasn't that much typography on social media and people saw that and were like oh that's that's so cool so different Mm -hmm. never been like seen before that much so that's how it all started that's how I kind of fell in love with typography started doing chalk typography got to speak at typism and it was it was all going really well I was just enjoying it and getting more and more followers loving typography but then yeah I needed to make a living I got into this job freelance job and completely left it on the side because it was difficult to make a living out of just doing typography obviously particularly back in the days mm-hmm. um I think now it's a little bit easier but back in the days it was still quite new so i just didn't push it that much mm-hmm. and yeah she's been busy with work i've also been doing uh, pole dancing competitions as well like for fitness so it's like five years of my life I've been just focusing on that let's be honest I put typography on the side and lettering was like least of my worry um and I was just so focused on yeah dancing and doing 
professional um, competitions. Um, but obviously, again, like I said, COVID happened, so no more competitions. And then I had a lot of time at home um, and I kind of felt like creating for myself, mm. doing things that I really enjoyed for me. And I thought I saw all of those people online as well being very successful with their lettering business, like um, so many like well-known lettering artists like Stefan Kunz or Lauren Holm. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like they can make a living, grow a like lettering community on their social and make money doing what they love. And you can tell that they're truly passionate about what they do. And that just inspired me so much. And I was like, I I could also do what I love, make lettering, make typography and possibly make a living out of it. I wasn't too sure at the beginning, but I was like, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to go for it and do what I'm passionate about because I love drawing. I love drawing letters. I love typography, design and art and all of that. So it's like, oh, I'm just going to do it this year. And I'm so glad I did. I should have mm. done that like <laughs> years. <laughs> Back in 2012, should have been my main path. But mm. I guess this is how you learn. You learn right. from like ways and just experimenting and learning from your mistakes. And yeah. Wow, that is so cool. And it's just crazy to me because I feel like you're so good that it's just it, it, it it's like you're you're extremely good i mean I, like extremely that, those those 3d letterings that you do i don't think there's anyone that's doing it how long does it take to to put that together like estimate like how long does it take you to kind of put that together well it depends on the project but mm -hmm. i would say that it could be like three hours or 15 hours. It depends on the project. Right, right, but right, right. Yeah. It's, um, it's a lot easier with the iPad as well. Like, right. <laughs> you can just double type and it's perfect in the end. Because, um, yeah, if it's like traditional media, like paint or watercolors, like I've tried before, um, it's just a lot more difficult. There's no but, undo. Yeah. There's no undo button. <laughs> so all right so it, this is this is interesting first of all how did the dancing start i'm intrigued about it how did you get into dancing i'm intrigued i know you tried to like just slide past that but let's t tell me how did the dancing start i think it's part of the story so a like i said i was just not enjoying my graphic design job mm. anymore i just from like doing so much client work clients with clients that just wanted the cheapest price wanted everything done yesterday and were always having changes and wanted didn't really care about the actual artwork like if it was really good or not so good it was just doing the job so that's all they cared about and mm. it really made me dislike graphic design for a while I was just not enjoying it and I wasn't getting any reward from creating and I was just working so hard every day creating stuff that at the end of the day I wasn't even proud of I wasn't mm. sharing that work on my social because it was it's no ugly. point I didn't 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I think I kind of went um, towards pole dancing because I was able to create um, routines and mm. like choreograph uh, to the music and create something that was visual. And I really fell in love with that as well because pole dancing is like you can do all those different moves and it's like never ending. Like there's mm. never going to be a day when we run out of creative um, tricks and combos that you can create um, on the pole, which is a bit like typography. Like when you create a new typeface, like mm. there's like an infinite amount of letters that you can draw like we're never gonna run out of letters and it's the same thing with pole dancing i think so that's why i was so into that mm. but then yeah i did a lot of competitions which was like i'm a very competitive person so i was getting very nervous then <laughs> after five years i think i was just getting a bit sick of it as well like it was mm. getting too much it was just taking too much onto my life and I kind of stopped um, my lettering as well. So my, my design and I was like, no, this is just too much. I need to balance things out, which is what I did this year. So I'm kind of doing more lettering and more art and just still dancing, still um, training, but not for competition. So it's like, it's, it's more balanced now. And I feel like much better. That's <laughs> like awesome. Yeah. All right. So, what are some of the ways that you generate revenue with your um, art? So, um, there's a few different ways I um, generate revenues um, this year, and because, like I said before, I was just doing graphic design, but now this year I've tried not to. I've tried just. I'm saying no to pretty much every graphic design job that I receive. Um, just increasing my prices, and I would only do it if it's like a better price so this year i've pretty much just been generating income by doing either typography related jobs so like lettering for i don't know like um promotions like mm. commercial like posters or like social media advertising mm -hmm. um i'm also um teaching at university as well so i teach a typography course which is only just one course. So it's only just like one day a week. So it's not taking too much of my time, but that's a revenue that I get from teaching. And also the big change that has um, happened for me this year was um, creating digital um, resources for my followers and students. So I'm creating um, online courses as well as like digital assets such as um, brushes for like Procreate or like um, typefaces and all the things like that. But mainly this year I've um, focused on doing, um, on creating online courses, which is something that I had never done before. But since I've been teaching at university for six years, I really think that I had what it takes to teach and so far it's been really good like I've, I've I was so overwhelmed by the response from my course and I have so many students that took the class and they're showing me their work they asking me questions they're just enjoying the course and giving me like all this great feedback and this is just absolutely awesome <laughs> I just don't know how to like 
describe that feeling, but for years I was doing graphic design work that was like not being rewarded in mm. any way. And now I'm like doing the same thing, like creating design, teaching what I know about design, typography, lettering, and just getting all those like great feedback and mm. seeing my students it's just it's the best feeling it's like I should have done that like a global pandemic to happen <laughs> I'm so happy for you I can see like the joy on your face like yeah. I'm so happy for you because you know it's it's hard when you're trying to do something and it just feels like it's just draining you it's not you, you're not getting anything back from it and then to finally receive something back from all your hard work exactly yeah that's awesome and this year i've can kind of managed to do that which is which is really awesome that's awesome all right so what would what would you say was the hardest thing that you had to overcome so it would definitely be able to say no to mm. small job yeah so this is I'm a bit of a like client pleaser, so I'm like always trying to make my client happy and give them everything. So I've always been saying yes, and when I should have said no, because it was always like small jobs that were not getting paid a lot, and that's where I kind of lost my time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that you kind of only learn with experience, but if you know from the start something like an advice that would give to any like young freelance artist never say yes to a job that is not paying you well unless it kind of brings you something in return right. so if it's right. just to make small amount of money you just say no because it's better to spend that time working on a bigger project that will then generate you more money or bring you something that has value to you so mm -hmm never waste your time because your time is worth a lot like you don't have much time in a year to kind of create work and do what you want so it, every time you have a client that just wants something for cheap done quickly and that's not really what you like to do always 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 say no and something that I've, yeah I'm just gonna try and do that all the time now and, and, and you know, it's not you know it's not an easy thing but the thing is it, the thing is like what i've learned is and it's not all projects but a lot of times small projects they usually end up taking up more of your time because sure. they always want edits after edits mm -hmm. after edits and I'm like, I cannot move this letter over anymore. I will not move this picture over anymore. I will not, <laughs> you know. How many times am I going to change color? <laughs> but it's so true. Like, don't, it's, so, it's, it's so true. And, you know, those are some of the little indicators that, and as you said, some of this stuff we learn from experience, but I feel like in this day and age, like, you you don't have to learn from experience. There's so much information out there. Exactly. There's I mean, there's this podcast. There's so many different things out there 
that people that have already been there books uh, telling you like this is what you should do this is what you shouldn't do so i really yeah. think like you don't really necessarily have to learn from experience anymore unless it's something like completely new you know what i mean something that but when it comes to careers and 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 arts i don't i just don't think you have to learn from experience anymore no yeah definitely i've also like been listening to a lot of podcast and mm -hmm. reading a lot of books and that really helped like it helped me kind of move forward with my goals and my dreams and also like getting inspiration from all those people that I'm following online and yeah if if you you know if someone gives you advice usually you should listen to it because they know they've been there they've done the mistake mm -hmm. and yeah if you you can learn from someone else's mistake is better. It's true. <laughs> so you don't have true. mistake. So how long did it take you to kind of build this course? Talk a little bit about the course and the process and, you know, what was yeah. it like? Um, it took a while because <laughs> I did it all by myself. Um, and I the first course was a bit of a try and trial and error course so i did everything without knowing exactly what i was doing but kind of figuring out every every step like every step i was done i was just discovering something new i had to do and i kind of filmed everything with my phone it was still like 4k video but it was, everything was filmed with my phone um, but then i spend more time and kind of learn from that first course and then worked on second course, which with the money I got from the first course, I managed to kind of get better um, props and materials. So I got a new camera, I got, um, I got like better software for like editing videos and microphones and all that. So yeah, I've spent a lot of time <laughs> doing these courses. <laughs> But like I said, it was all worth it. And mm. I'm still learning and I'm already thinking about the next course because I'm getting so excited. Um, but yeah, it's it's it was very time consuming, but all worth it. That's so cool. That is so cool. I haven't gotten around to the time to uh, make a course, but I mean, I I... I admire all everyone that has made a course before. I admire all of you guys. All right, so... <clears throat> so who are the people that kind of um, give you support, your support system? Who are those people in your life? So first of all, my parents, for sure, particularly my mom. Um, she's always been the one trying to push me and telling me that I should do more art, more lettering and more of the like creative stuff that I'm kind of good at. And she's always been very supportive and always there to to help um so them of course um and also my one of my first graphic design teacher and typography mm. teacher dominic fala um who has been on your podcast as well who's the founder of typism she's yeah one of this person that are kind of able to kind of just look at you and say you should be doing this. <laughs> Stop doing this and start doing this instead. <laughs> and she's always been she's always been there pushing me and telling me, yes, just pursue your creative career and do more typography and 
yeah, that's why she had me on the typism conference twice. Um, I've been, yeah, I've been working with her very closely and she's always been there to kind of help me. And yeah, she's that's one awesome. of my biggest inspiration. And yeah, I owe her a lot. <laughs> mm. That is so cool. That's cool to have Dominique in your corner. Like, yes. that is that is pretty cool <laughs> oh that is so cool it's always good to kind of hear who are the people because and one of the reoccurring things probably the most is moms <laughs> so, yes. i would say like 80 percent of the people that i've had on the podcast has, has said mom yes 80 percent <laughs> number one for sure <laughs> All right. So, all right. So, what is that thing that you can't live without that's not your phone? My iPad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) I have to use my iPad absolutely every day. Mm. When I get bored, I don't go on Instagram. I just like scribble on my iPad and draw. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah, just love it. <laughs> All right, so book recommendations. Um, I read a lot of books, probably one book per month at least. Wow, That's nice. kind of the goal. So I think from a creative career point of view, the books that I would kind of really recommend for any kind of young creative that want to get out there and start freelancing or mm-hmm. doing more lettering. Um, I recommend, I read this book called um, Still Like an Artist mm-hmm. by Austin Klein. It's a very short book, very easy to read, but like every every little chapter you can just like implement straight away and it's mm. just, it's Almost like I felt relieved when I read this book. I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. <laughs> we're, all, we're all the same. Like all creative people are the same and we all like have the same issues. Right. So it was, it was a really great book. Totally recommend for any uh, young artist. And also that book from Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic. Mm-hmm. Great book. Just, yeah, really well written. And if you still think that, you're not an artist, you're not good enough, you don't have what it takes, just read this book and you'll be out creating. <laughs> nice. So yeah, these two books are one of my favorite this year that I read. Uh, I love that. I love those recommendations. So what's the first hour of your day like, especially in this COVID life? COVID <laughs> <laughs> life, yeah. Uh, I wake up. I drink my uh, warm lemon water <laughs> and I write in my journal. So it's mm. not like a journal. It's more like a a book where I just write all of my ideas because I wake up in the morning at so many ideas going everywhere and I just don't know what to do, where to start. So I just write down everything that like goes through my head and then I also do like a little to-do list for the day like what what's the like small thing i want to achieve today mm-hmm. so usually a very tiny achievable thing that i can do 
obviously I'm not going to be making a course <laughs> in a day, but you <laughs> just like writing the, the introduction or mm -hmm. just filming something or editing that video. And like every day I kind of write my goal, but yeah, yeah writing every morning, it's something that I did this year as well, like during COVID, just discovered that it really helps. Like it, I know it sounds really cliche to keep a journal, but it works. It does. <laughs> I can tell you it does. It does work. I agree. Yeah, I think for creative people, it, it really helps because we have all of those ideas in our head and you need to like put it down on paper and just put it, in it on the side. True. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. All right. So what is next for you? What's next? What's next? Well, maybe a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on a holiday for like so long. Um, and yeah, because I work for myself. Right. I work. Right. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have a break around Christmas and possibly go somewhere in Australia and drive around visit places I haven't been and 2021 will be maybe doing more online courses mm -hmm. and also I want to do more challenges like this year I did the 36 day of type challenge and mm -hmm. also Inktober so doing these two challenges so two challenges in one year was really 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 helpful as well because it really helped me kind of share more of my work mm -hmm. um, get more traffic on my socials and also most importantly kind of refine my style and find what i like and there's like a lot of like new medium i want to try and mm -hmm. combine new stuff and really like explore all my creative possibilities and I think that's what I want to do next year, mostly. I think that will be one of my next big goal. So that's more courses cool. and more challenges. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So you're going to make a course and like challenge yourself. Because those challenges are not easy either. To like Definitely do something not. every single day. It's, it's not easy. But... I find them very difficult, but at the same time, the fact that you have to create something and you you have restrictions because it's like 36 day of type, you know you're going to draw a letter, mm -hmm. you know exactly what um, device you're using, so right. I was using Procreate, so I knew I was going to do something in like 3D mm -hmm. dimensional effect, so those restrictions really help you yeah. um, find more creative ideas, so those limitations help you come up with more ideas so even though they're, they're difficult challenges they they are doable because mm -hmm. you have all limitations and that's when you can really like discover things like when I did that watercolor um, lettering challenge for Inktober I discovered things that I'd like to do and that I want to explore more so mm -hmm. I think it was it's really worth it like even if it's hard work you feel like it's never gonna happen after five days like i'm done <laughs> <laughs> if you push through i promise that like you, you'll discover something and you'll also improve your skill a lot <laughs> yes definitely every time i've done any of those challenges 
at the end. I'll look at the, even when you look at what you first did to the end yeah. of the challenge, yeah. you can tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're a different person in like a moment. <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> and That's, at the end, you're like, oh, I never knew I was capable of doing it's that. It's true. Like, yeah. It's true. Most of the things I've created towards the end, particularly, yeah, it was like, oh, I never, never would have thought I was going to be creating that piece so it's really cool yeah totally recommend doing challenges for sure i love that so as, as we're winding down what advice you've you've dropped a lot of advice but what advice would you have out there for any creative um best advice is to do what you love and don't be afraid of failing so mm-hmm. Really cliche, <laughs> but it's, it's so true. true. Um, I this year I've decided. Okay, I'm, I don't care if people don't like my work. I don't care if it's not gonna be a gonna go viral on Instagram. It's okay. I'll just do what I love. I'll post it, and it got really good response. And yeah, there's things obviously that were not so good like I posted things that didn't get any response which is okay because everything I was doing I was doing with the idea okay I'm trying it out I'm just gonna see how it goes I'm gonna see what's the response I'm gonna see if I like it if people like it if this is what I want to do if if not so when I did my online course I had no idea people would buy it like I was literally expecting like maybe five people to buy it maximum <laughs> but yeah no now I have hundreds of students and I'm so happy that's so, amazing yeah. never be afraid of failing and if you do what you love chances are you probably won't fail so I love this this is like such a perfect example of like just just do it like exactly. just just go ahead and try because like literally like as i said like not too long ago i mean you were too busy you just didn't have the time it, you had the opportunity to take the time and do this and um, it's just so cool to see all of this that's happening for you <laughs> yes it is so yeah i hope i can inspire people to do the same I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you already have. If you have so much students, you already have. You're you're you've already inspired tons of people. <laughs> All right. So where can people go to find you and learn more about you? Um. So the best way to find me would be on my Instagram. Um. So it's at Aurelie Marin, and I'm also doing a lot more YouTube videos at the moment. So I want to share a bit more of my day-to-day work and my process and also share a few more free tutorials on youtube so you can find me there as well which is um just yeah already marin as well and that's it sweet orly this has been so cool to have you on it's so cool to put a face behind the work so cool i mean your story your story is so inspiring. It's just cool to kind of introduce, you know, the person that there's an actual person behind this amazing art 
You know, people, a lot of people may may now know that you dance. Maybe a lot of people didn't know you dance. So it's just, it's just, it's cool to kind of like get to know the people. And I, I, I am, I am very much honored to kind of have you on my podcast. Well, I'm very honored to be on your podcast as well. So yeah, it was great to chat. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope it's been super valuable to you and you're now ready to take your audience building, your community growing to the next level to help you and help me build our empire, for lack of a better word, or just to build our thing. Um, Remember to stop by iTunes, Passion Behind the Art, and leave a review and subscribe it's very important to me it helps the podcast grow and it makes me feel good to kind of hear from you guys to know what you like about this podcast what it's done for you so jump on itunes and subscribe and leave a review passion behind the art be blessed